This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to another edition of Nerdificent. I am one half of your host, Danny Fernandez, and sitting across from me, as always... Yo, Iffy Whitey. Wow. Sorry, I was looking to get my nerded out thing, and then I kind of zoned out. You know, we're... I just got spaced out, yeah. I'm not even here yet, and I had to react to that. Anthony (laughs) Carboni is... That's the voice that you heard. He's the host of the Star Wars show. He's also a Cats aficionado. Love Cats. sat next to me during a rowdy screen... Do you want to explain to people what a rowdy screening is? I was very... I'm glad I was with you. Yeah. Because I was I would did not want to go. You need you definitely need a shepherd. You need somebody to uh <laughs> yeah, somebody need... to be your safe space, your your connection between the real world and the world of cats fandom. Sure. Uh <laughs> we went to a rowdy screening at the Alamo, which is um one, once a day they do uh, a rowdy screening where you can just come in and scream and yell at the screen and it's uh <laughs> no, it's and they true. and they serve they serve special drinks. We had uh we had drinks served to us in saucers because it's cats and Ooh. it's a it's a real good oh. time. Yeah, it's a real good time. That sounds so good. And the person sitting across from him, comedian writer Clee Wiggins. Hello. Hey. Um, what I was going to say is Anthony commented on my perfect Jimmy Stewart impression. Oh, it's like he's here. Yeah. Here we go. It was great, <laughs> honestly. I, Jimmy Stewart's awesome, though. Yeah, he is great. The impression. He's one is of my. Not. <laughs> um, Khalid, what are you geeking out about this week? Uh, this week, uh, the boyfriend and I just finished watching this weekend the BBC Netflix Dracula miniseries, mm. and it was so awesome until like the last 15 or 20 minutes and really? then you're like what oh that's a little I watched bit of a part letdown. of it yeah <laughs> it's where they skip forward 2000 years and Dracula's on a spaceship and you're like that's I that wasn't even yeah. needed it's so weird to do in the last 15 minutes it was, going was... to suck some space blood yeah the yeah. fact that they brought in Dracula 3000 yeah. was like really strange it was really yeah. strange to and make it was that played canon by Andre 3000 so yeah. I thought I was going to like it way it was more very meta yeah it felt gimmicky in all honesty yeah. but I liked the first two and one third episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
uh, Anthony, the three. Anthony, what about you? Yeah, what you geeking out? You know what? It just occurred to me because you asked me beforehand and I had a bad one, but I do have a good one. <laughs> Doctor Who is back. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Doctor is back and it's very good this season. I feel like last last season they were trying to get their footing with like an entirely new crew. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like they've they've really they, nailed they it. Locked it. I was waiting till the end down. of the season and then I binge it yeah. mm-hmm. because I can't wait week to week. Yeah. So it's just better if I put all of those weeks together. It's one of the few that like I will buy at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's like airing, I could watch it on BBC America because BBC America has the most obnoxious amount of commercial breaks. I think yeah. of any channel in the world. Oh, absolutely. And I, it will make anything just a misery to watch. 100% agree. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I just like, I buy it too. Yeah, it's one of the ones where I'm just like, I just want this uninterrupted. I'll yeah. wait. And, I'll wait until the next day. I won't check online and see what people are saying. And I'll just I'll just watch it pristine. Yeah, yeah. you know. So I just stay away from everything, and then I wait for the ten or twelve episodes to air, and then I watch it all in like a weekend. CW oh, nice. app is bad about that too, actually. Yeah. So is um I watch Shit's Creek on Pop because mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. how you can. Because the last season, the final season. Yeah. But if you want to watch it in like real time as, it, as they're coming out, it's on pop. And that's mm. the same thing. I like cannot fast forward through the commercials. And it's just <laughs> traumatizing, to be yeah. honest. Uh, my geeky thing is that Ezra Miller popped up on Crisis on Infinite Earths. I know oh, that Mark so Guggenheim crazy. and everybody there uh, ha- were trying to get as many people as they could. Uh, you know, they had Tom Welling mm-hmm. on another episode and... The welling scene was good. Yeah. I like the welling scene. Yeah, yeah. And everyone keeps tagging me because we did we did a crisis aftermath for like the first half and then the second half. Look, TV is a me- they weren't even done shooting them. Yeah. They weren't even done shooting them I think when we did our crisis aftermath. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but anyways, I did say it. And um so yeah, but I thought it was really cool that they got Ezra Miller on That's bananas. Yeah. I haven't been watching the CW shows in a couple of years, but I might might have to uh re-up and catch up yeah. just to get to that and then i'll probably stop again <laughs> they're fun they're getting they're getting real wild now which i love because especially yeah. with arrow ending they're going they're making they're making big moves mm-hmm. in arrow they're making big moves with that character and i, and like I think it. they finally announce um clark and lois yeah superman gonna... and lois yeah uh-huh. and then which we i love Stargirl. him yeah of course i love i love her yeah. too but yeah they're the two of them together like it's it was so funny watching crisis and seeing like Brandon Routh standing next to, you know, yeah. Tom Welling standing next to Tyler. And they all look so different, but I look at all three of them and I'm like, no, you're all Superman. Yeah, yeah. totally. All yeah. of you look exactly like Superman in some weird way to me. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because they all look totally different. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. It's been fun. It's been fun to see all the people that they've been able to kind of collect and throw in for a minute or two here and there. Yeah. I would argue the same for the Batmans, you know, all those Bruce Waynes. They yeah. equally, there's so many different ways Ugh. that you can play. To see Kevin actually do it like live action was like really wonderful. And to make oh, it. Yes. And he was a jerk. Kevin Conroy. Yeah. 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 The animated Batman voice and he was the jerkiest Bruce Wayne to ever be a jerk and it was wonderful That's it was hilarious. wonderful to see because he's the sweetest man in the history of time we yeah. asked I remember I tweeted and was asking people what they wanted him to say and um, we got him to say like welcome to good burger home of the good burger <laughs> can I take your order that's Ify, funny. what are you geeking out about? I'm geeking out about a little trailer that dropped over the weekend, that uh, Morbius trailer. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> there's a lot going on in it. So uh, much. So much. But, you know, I'm so 
dang curious because I'm like, because because it's it's it like of course we knew they were gonna say from the studio that brought you Spider-Man: Homecoming, Far From Home. Sure, sure, tangentially, and third, sure. And the third movie they shouted out and Venom, uh, which I'm like, are they creating like a villain verse from these like these movies? Maybe. Which if they are. Are they connecting, like, are they doing a Sinister Six, and then at the end it's like, yep, we're going to smush it with this MCU Spidey. Also, that makes me wonder, if Sony did end up keeping Spider-Man, was that their plan? Was they going to smush him in this world? I, I just, there's so tried, much right? to, to even digest. There is a shot at the end of that trailer. Yep where Morbius is walking down an alley and he passes a painting of Spider-Man, like a mural of Spider-Man, <laughs> yeah. which Venom did not mention Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, they weren't allowed. Uh, but the Spider-Man is like a Sam Raimi suit yeah. Spider-Man, uh, <laughs> but, like, graffitied over it is the word murderer, which is referring to homecoming. Yeah. And so I'm like, what are y'all doing, and does this mean in Venom 2, <laughs> Spider-Man and Venom are finally going to kiss? Yeah, because that's I mean, all I'm waiting for. Are I, they gonna kiss? I think I think that's they're they're gonna do it. They're gonna have they're gonna smush these worlds together. They're gonna smush the worlds. They're gonna smush faces. Yeah, they're gonna kiss and then they're gonna talk about kissing in their very good American accents. I know. And does that mean that <laughs> yeah. we are gonna get Woody Harrelson as Carnage? Woo! Oh <laughs> Which God. I'm like, oh, I'm you ready. Well, you burned Carnage when you did it. In Venom with the other Venoms. Morbius looks like a looks like somebody opened a time capsule from the year 2001. Oh, man. And they're just like, this is what a superhero movie is, and I am here for it. Yeah, and like the fact that they did go with the upturned nose face, which to look like a bat, which I was like, that was a choice that could have just been left. <laughs> he could have <laughs> like, just looked like Jared Leto. I, yeah, it's fine. I, yeah, because he's ghoulish enough. Uh, <laughs> what does Dracula look like in the new Dracula? Um, He's super handsome and, and sort of old. Like when they first show him, he's old, like yeah. super old. And then he is drinking like new blood, and so he gets younger and younger until he's finally like about forty-eight years old. Okay, um, he truly don't... looks like if the count were a little bit younger and hotter, and not a Muppet. Yeah, kind of. Oh. Yeah, like the Count from Sesame Street. Uh, also, but, we got Count could get younger. Impossible for the Count to get hotter. Sorry, <laughs> but somebody but had no, to say. No, this dude is like somebody had to say. He's it. like, you know, he's very, he's like very swarthy and dark. So like a haired. Count Chocula looking. Yeah, at. but not like not. No, not he's black. not. He's white. <laughs> he's white. Count Chocula is white in like. Oh. In in a in a in blackface in my opinion. Yeah, Count Chocula, <laughs> Count Chocula is an, is a white actor in the eighties hired yeah. to play. Oh my gosh, a nationality he's Italian, he does not but represent. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I think the actor who plays him is Swedish. Yeah, oh god. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But there, I do. Danny is right. If you there were somewhere he was like, yep. If you go back, he is brown for yep. some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, I knew I'm not crazy. They just had they they just told a Jewish guy to go to a tanning bed and told him it'd be fine. Wow. Yeah. It'll be fine. Nobody will even notice. Nobody will care. This is the, who asked. I can't remember, but this oh. is Dracula. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good looking Dracula. He's yeah, good he's looking. Good like, and he's, do they do like a weird Gary Oldman thing at the end where he just turns into a weird old bat? No, actually, he turns into multiple bats when he bat when he goes batty, and um. He also, and that's what he says too. He goes, "I'm going bad." <laughs> yeah, bad. That's, baddie, his, baddie. that's Dracula's catchphrase from the hit series Dracula. Uh, yeah, and he also like can like put on the skin of other creatures, so he does that. Oh sometimes. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm gonna watch this. I remember I was yeah. asking on Twitter. I was like, "Hey, horror heads, like, what's a what's a horror that you think doesn't get enough? You know, we all know the ones that do, like The Shining, Halloween, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But like, what are some films that you think don't get enough love? And Lon Harris re- replied with Bram Stoker's Dracula. I'm like, yes, because nobody knows about that. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> a real like, no, underground film. I, yeah, underground yeah, yeah. indie, lesser, was, little known film. Yeah, I was like, I get it. It it still deserves more love, but I just it made me laugh. Um, yeah. but it's maybe same, one it's... day Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves will get the respect they deserve in <laughs> yeah. Hollywood, you know, maybe one day. Oh, yeah, but it's like it's from Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis. So, oh, I did not know that. Yeah. OK, now I'm in. I'm 100 percent. And Mark Gaddis plays Renfield. Nice. I love that Gaddis always gives himself like the jerkiest parts. Yeah. And he just finds that so fun to do. I love people who write terrible roles for themselves. <laughs> You know? Yeah, he does. Like, even on Doctor Who, like, he played a jackass. Yeah. He's like, what's the what's the most obnoxious guy I could play today? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Y'all, we are talking about... What are we talking about today? The planets of yeah. Star Wars. Yes. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. I'm so that's the Star Wars song. Yeah. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the Star Wars song. I sung by Jimmy Stewart perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so. It's like he's here. I keep looking over to see if he's here. Um, but so okay, uh, yes, this is our second part, third part in oh, our yeah. Star Wars series. Uh, we are tackling, you know, there's there we're tackling things that don't always get talked about as much, and so this one we wanted to t- dive into the planets. Now, before we do, does anyone have a favorite? I do. Yeah, what's your favorite? Hoth. Hoth is great. Oh, Hoth I is love great. Hoth. It's very cold. Um, what, was it Empire Strikes Back, the video game for uh, 64? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I loved it. I was obsessed. There's also a good map on Battlefront, too. It was a great it's map on Battlefront. Yeah. All the tiny little caves. And oh, then when, yeah. it turned into, when it turned into like the full-scale warfare, Ooh, yeah. and you're just on the giant snow field. Yeah, Hoth is great. And yeah. it's such an iconic Star Wars moment, too. Yeah. yeah, it has like my, it has one of my favorite has my favorite battle scene on it, which is I love the at at the yeah. tow cables, mm-hmm. yeah, the tow cables. I love that yes. scene. And that's every video game like you were saying, every video game wants to do the tow cables. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like I feel like 64 was the first one that did it in a way where I was like, "Oh, I like this." Yeah. I like this a lot. But also um it's also where you where you cut off where you cut open a tauntaun mm-hmm. to sleep in. That's mm-hmm. great. Oh, so oh, yeah. sick and all the steam that came out of mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. Gave us some great Star Wars merch out of that tauntaun. Fight a wampa, yeah. yeah. You can get a tauntaun sleeping bag that looks like you're sleeping inside a tauntaun. Yeah. Mm. The tauntaun it's got it's got such a great it's got such great Han and Leia moments too. Yeah. yeah. It, that's where they really like tap into the like the old school Hollywood like rom-com kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah, very His Girl Friday have. type of. Yeah, exactly. Like a Catherine Hepburn, yeah. like Cary Grant sort of vibe between the two of them. Yeah, Hoth is good. Love mm-hmm. Hoth. Yeah, so we'll dive more into that, but does anyone else have a oh, beloved? Bespin. Bespin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bespin. <laughs> that's how I do it. How, yeah. That's how Bespin. me and Lando, that's how we pr- uh, pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> Sky Cities. Bespin yeah. is the sky one, right? Yeah, yeah. Sky, sk- yeah, sky Cities City. are good. Cloud City is like... It's a very iconic mm-hmm. location. It's yeah. that's one of the things that I like about Star Wars planets is, you know, every, everybody at this table is a writer. So I like there are three ways to kind of tell your story, and it's like plot, character, or setting. Yeah. And Star Wars is so good at just like creating settings out of whole cloth to oh, like yeah. match whatever the vibe is. Like the idea of Lando like living in a palace that's like literally shrouded 
in class. Like you can't see anything else. Yeah. And all you can see is the classy, like upstanding wealthy part right yeah but you can't see what's going on underneath and that's such a good like of course lando's from there yeah of course he's from there oh yeah so i i just love the way star wars is able to kind of like match that up to whatever's going on story-wise or character-wise that reminds me of whenever you read a script of like it's set in new york and it's like the city is a character oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as though the city itself yeah yeah Absolutely. Chew you up and spit you out. <laughs> oh, me. I'm a fan of Kashyyyk. Yes. Mm. Um, I love the idea, like, they can't really go on the forest floor in Kashyyyk. Unlike Endor, there's, like, a shadow land there, and it's dangerous down there. So I, so I like the fact that you have to, like, swing from tree to tree or build bridges and stuff. I like, that's awesome. Also, Kashyyyk was my fake club name um, oh back, my in my, back in my 20s. And of course, you know, because I'm black, I got away with it. Even with the double Y, <laughs> nobody ever blinked twice at that wow. name. <laughs> nobody was like, like even if they know Star Wars, they don't want to challenge you on it. They're just no. like, no, no, no. She says her name is Kashyyyk. I yeah, that's not, her name. Uh, Kashyyyk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I went to college in Atlanta. Nobody questioned me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like and I even gave out even my fake phone number was from Star Wars. It was three two six three eight two seven. Oh my god! <laughs> god, you are such a nerd. <laughs> and I never got busted on that either. We were we were coming up in the elevator on the way up here, and and I look over. Yeah. And, and Cleese got her her Mando bag, her Boba Fett like clutch, and then I look and she's also got. Han Solo leggings, and then I look and she's got uh she's got a stormtrooper phone case, and, yeah. I, and we were like. We're going to the same place, aren't we? Yeah, because I We're saw the book and I was like, are you going to Florida? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yep. I was like, oh, there we go. Knew it. <laughs> Problem solved. Anthony, what about you? Oh, man. So many good ones. So many good ones. I'm going to say that I think my favorite is Coruscant. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, that's think... where I would want to live if I was yeah. on Coruscant. I'm really obsessed with the idea. Of, so Coruscant is from, is from the prequels, famously, mm -hmm. and it is sort of like it's a... It's a core world, which the core worlds are like the center of civilization. And I really love sci-fi or fantasy that includes the city that's an entire planet. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Like the idea of a city, like no matter where you go on this planet, it's just dense city all around yeah. you. Like that is really exciting to me. Yeah. Um, I hope that exists for real. I mean, it's like it's so horrible because it's, it's immediately dystopian, right? Yeah. Like that's the thing, but it's but it's also incredibly attractive. Like you want to live there. You're like, oh my gosh, there's always something. It's almost as though the city planet is a character. <laughs> <laughs> almost. But, yeah, but you want to you want to live there because you're like, there's always something going on on Coruscant. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. always something going on. You know, there's yeah. always something to do. Yeah, and it's very it's very like reminiscent of like you think about Coruscant as kind of like. New York, maybe in the 60s, where it's like yeah. the stock exchange is there. The biggest the, the biggest museums yeah. are there. Like, all, everything, the best universities are there. Like, that's where you want to be. You want to be on Coruscant. It's so power. funny. Yeah, this whole time I was trying to think of a, like, Coruscant sex in the city uh, quote. It's like, <laughs> that's why you don't want to wake up next to a wampa. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so let's dive into Coruscant. It's originally called Notron, mm -hmm. um, also known as Imperial Center, Queen of the core in the galactic city, Coruscant was a planet located in the galactic core. It was generally agreed that Coruscant was, during most of galactic history, the most politically important world in the galaxy. 
Mm-hmm. And like Anthony was saying, when you see it from space, the planet surface is littered with sparkling lights. It's got a club. You can get death sticks any time of night. Mm-hmm. You're looking to buy get some a lot of death sticks. It's the spiciest club in town. (laughs) You want to? Who is that? Stefan from SNL. This club has everything: death sticks, (laughs) shape shifting assassins, sublocks, blocks, laser brains. Uh, so it actually in Coruscant the oceans dried up due to overpopulation. Mm-hmm. What a political commentary! Yeah, you know, set fifteen years ago when the prequels come out. I can't yeah. do math. Well, it's got it's it's got such a a Jetsons vibe to it too because I don't know if you remember there was like a Jetsons movie that came out like in the late eighties like an anime like a theatrical Jetsons movie and they explained like the reason they all live in the sky is because the ground is so polluted and terrible. Oh yeah, that's the yeah. fifth element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. It's got like a Mobius thing. It's got like a fifth element thing, and so Coruscant goes like layers and layers and layers and layers down like there's it goes and the farther down you go the more you're in actually like the actual star wars underworld where like all the seedy stuff is going on oh yeah yeah it actually has 5127 layers deep by the time of the clone wars Mm -hmm. and what i think is what i think is super interesting you know talking about planet as storytelling um You've got the Galactic Senate there, right? Obviously, like this is where all the all the government is going on and all that. But you also have the Jedi Temple there, like yeah. the main Jedi Temple. And that is really interesting because it immediately like makes you ask questions. When you think about Jedi, when you think about like warrior monks, wizards, spirit like shamans, like these people, you don't think of them as being in city center. Yeah. And so the fact that the Jedi are like, oh, we'll just set up camp here. Like it really explains the sort of the prequel idea of the Jedi have lost their connection to the force. Yeah. It's like you space wizards don't belong here. You're not supposed to be hanging out in clubs and like dealing with the government. You're supposed to be like up on a mountain somewhere. Like watching like, and protecting. Nah, we trying to be where the people at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a Jedi of the people, man. Like, yeah. what's up? Yeah. I'm supposed to pull up to the club and force bring over my drink, and then the lady sees me like, yeah, I'm a Jedi. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, mm, but I'm not dating. Yeah, I'm not dating because I'm still a good debt. Yep. I'm still a good Jedi. Yep. Um. So yeah, I, I always thought that was kind of kind of interesting. And then um, the Jedi Temple there was also supposedly built underneath it. There's some sort of Sith artifact like thing that it's built on Mm -hmm. so unbeknownst to the jedi because they were like oh we want to be in the center of everything there is like this dark magic thing underneath them that is like totally influencing them the whole way through yeah so coruscant's yeah coruscant's really dope there's also a uh it's Coruscant is also it has the great tree, which is like the tree on Coruscant. Yeah. Uh, and the great tree is amazing because it's right outside of the Jedi Temple. So it's a force sensitive tree. Wow. Yeah. It's a tree Couldn't, that's connected uh, to the force. Good like force. Yeah. Grandma and, and then uh, like in the EU, right, that tree gets taken like the Yuzon Vong, like incorporated because mm-hmm. they're like a biological. They're a species that everything that they build is is biologically like grounded in my body. Definitely like, not the Borg. Totally not, different yeah. than the Borg. Yeah, not like the Borg. It's I not, mean, don't even bring up the Borg because like it's the, definitely different. I mean, different yet the same. <laughs> because, but like their ships are alive and everything and they yeah. incorporate everything living into themselves. It's kind of, it's really, the way they do it is even creepier than yeah. the Borg. It's and the gross. great, yeah, and the great and so tree so they does, incorporate that tree trying to become, because they want to become force users because there's no force in their part of the universe. Right. And the and the great tree does come back in new canon too, yeah. which we'll probably we'll probably ta- we'll probably talk about a little later. This is kind of wild, but an official census. This is following the end of Clone Wars. 
noted that there are one trillion official permanent residents. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. How big is this place? It's huge. And it's, you know, 5,100 levels down. It's like a massive, massive planet. Yeah. So that's the thing is like what we see, it's got kind of, that's the dystopian element to it, right? Like what we see is we see these giant galactic chambers Mm -hmm. and we see like, where Padme is hanging out when mm-hmm. she's there, and we see where the Chancellor's hanging out, and we see the Jedi Temple. We see the where fancy they, places. We see the fancy places, but people are living in these like fifth element style, Squally. you know, five by five rooms because you that's <laughs> where you that live movie? on Coruscant. Um, the Spielberg one with the player Ready Player One. Ready Player yeah. One. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, a lot like that. Yeah, like they, everybody's living in the. Um, the storage yeah, containers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone just takes from everyone else's idea. <laughs> you know, and one of the things one of the things that the kind of lower levels were based on was um, Kowloon Walled City in China and Hong Kong when that used to exist, which mm-hmm. was like it was so dense and there were so many illegal apartments in there that like the police couldn't go inside. Mm, and yeah. so like Kowloon City kind of ran itself and eventually had to be torn down by the Chinese government. And that's sort of like one of the things that wow. the lower layers were kind of based on is like. This idea of a place that's so dense and unenforceable that they're just running themselves on the lower layers. And the people who are up top are like, yeah, they're fine on the lower layers. Yeah. They're good. They're fine. Don't it's worry. Fine. Everything's fine. They're doing it. We would fine. know if they weren't yeah. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally we fine. have important Jedi matters yeah. to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, the fact that the Jedi like, never address it just shows that they, they lost their way. Yeah. We have to take a really quick break and then we're going to hop back into more planets including Bespin. Is it Bespin? Bespin, yeah. 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 Bespin. Bespin. Like Best Buy, but with an N. We'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. And we're back. Iffy. Hey. Bespin. Bespin. Yeah, I, I'm hype about Bespin. I went to look up this Kowloon walled city and it's... <laughs> 
Bleak. Why is there somebody? I must have I, missed this. Yeah. Why is there someone riding a dolphin? <laughs> Did I miss that? In Bespin? Yeah, it's like Look a. Outside what is it? Picture. It's a stingray. It's a stingray. Yeah. Oh, the to flying. Be honest. Oh, yeah, this, the flying stingrays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like. I like that you were like, <laughs> I like dolphin. That was, I like, dolphin. Oh, that's crazy. But flying, a stingray yeah, yeah, yeah. can fly. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I mean, it has uh, wings. Yeah. Those Did I just not pay cold. attention in Star Wars? No. Is that a thing? The 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 flying stingrays didn't make it into the film. You didn't miss it. <laughs> okay, you didn't okay, miss a flying stingray. No. Thank you. I, was I like, feel like you'd if, remember a flying stingray. If there's Lando trying to land a stingray and I missed it. <laughs> hold up. God. Hold up. Hold up. If there had been just one shot of Lando <laughs> riding a flying stingray, like the bear from Tailspin. Ooh, you remember the little bear from Tailspin? Yes. Who had like the little the little thing that he would ride in the sky, like a skateboard? Oh my god, yeah. With a backwards I thought that cap. That was so cool. <sighs> Imagine Gosh. Lando with a backwards cap riding Somebody up. Riding yeah. up fan a art, please. Please. <laughs> um Yeah. If you tell us about Bespin. Oh well, Bespin was a giant uh, was a gas giant that was about 118,000 kilometers in diameter. And like most gas giants, it has a solid core made of metal. Of most, course. Yeah, of course. So, you know, all our science heads, they do. They're like, duh, iffy, why are you even telling me? <laughs> it's like, I got to listen to this on 2x speed because he's uh, always talking about yeah, the solid yeah. cores of a gas duh, giant. We all know that, dude. <laughs> But most of the layers of gas were poisonous, as gas usually is, and the pressure and temperature were far above that of what a human could tolerate. Despite this, nearly six million inhabitants called Bespin home. They got <laughs> used to it. Yeah. Evolution. They're like, we got to still live there. From, approxim uh, from approximately 150 to 180 kilometers down from space, there was a 30-kilometer thick habitable layer known as the Bespin Life Zone. This layer had an oxygen atmosphere with a temperature and pressure suitable for human life. It was in this layer that Cloud City was located. Bespin had a 12-hour day and completed a revolution around its star approximately once every 14 standard years. So I uh, guess one year is every uh, 14 years for them. The main economy on Bespin was the mining of Tibana gas. Tibana gas is, was a very important resource used by both the Alliance to restore the Republic and the Galactic Empire for powering weapons. When supercharged, the gas could fire a bolt of energy, resulting in the blaster shot. Spin-sealed Tibana gas, which occurred naturally on Bespin, had the ability to quadruple the power of blaster bolts passing through it. Most settlements on Bespin were mining colonies, such as Lando Calrissian's facility in 3ABY. And yeah, that's so. Yeah, so that's and that was all off the top of his head, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's the craziest thing about it. <laughs> so, that, so that yeah, if he's yeah. just that into Bespin. Yeah, I was like, look, I love. Lift clouds. up your shirt. Show us your Bespin tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's oh right gosh. here. It's like all across his abs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that, that actually would go kind of hard. It looked like a sailor tat. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Clee, what do you remember of Cloud City? Because I feel like I don't. Cloud City. Oh, well, it's, Cloud City's awesome. It's basically. From the out, from the inside, it just looks like a giant banquet facility, but <laughs> it's got like a droid built, you know, repair or a junkyard type of a place um, with the what do they call it? The carbonite uh, mining oh, facility, uh -huh, where they, yeah, um, where, you know, Han gets in carbonite. They have a very nice dining hall or Darth Vader. <laughs> invited some guests yeah, and it looked like there was up. a lot of food to eat oh yeah um but i love i liked the look of bespin in the original uh trilogy like it looked 
looked like, you know, as a kid in the 80s, it looked oh, yeah. fancy to me. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that place, Lando's doing good. Oh, no, it absolutely oh, yeah. did. And, and that's the it's thing. It's a good is place like, to sweep a cape around. The moment they land there, you're just like, oh, this place is great. They're going to be yeah. safe. It's perfect. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Because it's the first place you see, yeah. I think, in, in the movies where you're like, this isn't dirty and filled yeah. with like shady characters and like, yeah, no, like oh, it's shiny go. and new. It's you know, not sand everywhere. Lando walks out in his cape and he's just like, hey, yeah. everything's cool. And you're just yeah. like, everything's cool. They're going to be fine. Yeah. And then you find out he's the shady character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they got him. They got him. <laughs> <laughs> And it's the first place where we really get a really good look at Boba Fett. We sort of see him in a previous scene, and then mm-hmm. we get a real nice look at Boba. <laughs> and also, his, and his awesome ship. I love that this is included in the culture. Popular tourist activities include gambling, of course, as mm-hmm. we see. Oh, and yeah. you can hire a cloud car for sightseeing the city. That's oh, if you can't afford a good stingray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get a stingray, you don't need no dang cloud. Ooh, there's, there's some spicy. The high-end accommodations were exclusive. Like y'all said, it was very much a luxury city with luxury resorts often charging as much as 5,000 imperial credits a night. Oh, mm, I could swing that. That sounds, that sounds yeah. like something you could win on the travel trip. Or how much they charge by the hour. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So here's a fun thing. Uh, when you go to galaxy's edge at the theme park there is uh there's a store called doc ondars and it's like full of antique it's called the antiquities store Mm -hmm. and it's full of like a bunch of stuff that you would not expect to be able to buy like it's got like a toy that ahsoka tano played with as a child on on rebels and things you know you know things like that where uh or hera played with on rebels and you wouldn't expect all that stuff to be there and one of the things you can buy is uh is an imperial credit Mm. And the Imperial credit costs $60. And the moment I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. I now know what everything in Star Wars costs. I know the exchange rate from Star Wars. $60 to So if you're talking 60 times 5,000, that's how much it costs to stay in Cloud City. So you're talking $30,000 to stay a weekend in Cloud City. That's the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good stuff. That's why Lando's got all that fresh fruit. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. I'm good. Well, I mean, you you would imagine that they have some, I mean, they mine one of the elements used to create blasters in a in a series called Star Wars. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like going, it's like going to Dubai, right? Yeah. You go to Dubai and That's you're like, really, yeah. this is oil money. Yeah. I get it. This yeah. is oil money. Yeah. Yeah. And Cloud City is very much Dubai. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's very fun. How did you get this money? Yeah. Like, mm. you don't want to know. <laughs> no, let's you not don't want to know. Yeah, don't worry about don't it. Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. Should we fly over to Tatooine? Let's fly to Tatooine. It orbits two suns. <laughs> Tattoo. Mm-hmm. What? What? I took it in. Oh, yeah, yeah. We landed. We got there together. <laughs> I was still floating. Um, <laughs> it orbits two suns. Tattoo one and tattoo two. Very original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, was covered in desert. And the two and sons wear matching jumpsuits. Wow. And they finish each other's sentences. And the, the, But the jumpsuit, one has one on it, and uh-huh. the other one has a two on exactly. it. Exactly. Um, one of them is actually ice. It's a heat miser and snow miser. <laughs> um, fighting for their mother's love. Uh, so That's canon. So they're covered in deserts and rock formations, as a lot of Star Wars is, to be honest. Um, and it's so brightly lit by the suns that from space, it could appear to be a star itself. In my heart, it is. Um, this is cool because this is the outer rim, right? Um, the outer rim is where we first look at Star Wars, right? This is where Luke grew up. And when you're talking about that 
narrative design of a planet, if you're going to design a planet that a teenager that longs for adventure wants to get away from more than anything, oh, yeah. it's yeah. Tatooine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's basically tat- like living in the suburbs of Vegas. Yeah, it really is. There's, <laughs> I mean, truly. There's like one bar. It ain't great. Yeah. You know, you can't bring your droids in. Yeah, nobody likes that bar. It smells in there. Mm-hmm. It's probably been murder committed in that bar. There's only 80 to 100,000 people that inhabit inhibit this desert planet with only 1% of the land containing water. Most of the poor farmers on the planet harvest moisture. Yep, moisture yeah, evaporators. That's what, yeah. That's what that's what Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru do. Yep, and those mm-hmm. who don't farm scavenge for metal, like mm-hmm. Ray. Yeah, although she's um, on a different planet, but it's basically the same thing. It's thought to be one of the <laughs> oldest planets in known space, and and was composed of a molten core with a rocky mantle. Oh, I feel like I'm in geology class. Mm-hmm. I love this. Is what I love. This is what I love, though, is that this information is cataloged mm-hmm. and it's canon mm-hmm. and it's been thought about. And it's been explored like we know what's going on on the core of Tatooine because somebody sat down and thought about. Yeah, totally. Uh, This is kind of wild fact. But um, amongst the locals, they say that one's eyes burn out faster by staring straight and hard at the sun scorched flat lands than by looking directly at the suns. So if you look at the land, you can burn your eyes. Sand (laughs) is very reflective, like, you know, and it's coarse and rough. Yeah, it gets everywhere. I mean, that's how you make sand. Like sand, that's what glass is made of. It's made from sand. Mm-hmm. So I could see if you looked far enough. We just think about those, and then you think about those wide enough. shots of like Luke yeah. or or the droids walking, and just how reflective they made that sand look in those wide yeah, everything shots. Everything looks hazy, mm-hmm. like it's like being reflected like through water because sand is reflective. My uh, very, very good filmmaking in that regard. My probably one of my top three favorite Star Wars creatures. Mm-hmm. from Tatooine. Love a Jawa. Oh yeah. Love a Jawa more than anything. Little little Ugh. little sand scavengers. I just I want like to the rip Jawas. their hoods off. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to see. <laughs> just <laughs> what? You're just going to find children That's and midgets. That's very disrespectful to Jawa culture. Yeah. I know. I know, but I'm so like But they're I imagine... disrespectful. They are yeah. disrespectful. They're, they're disrespectful. Like I imagine they their just mouths straight up steal. Are they don't horizo- even scavenge, they steal. vertical and yeah. they have like claws and they're like like uh, this is how their mouth You think looks. it's with the yeah, vertical yeah. mouth? Yeah, this is how they this is how I imagine. Danny look look at my fingers. They're so look cute. My, no, I have to look. bring up some of Jawa sound. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I know you're but you got to see my fingers. I lo- I'm looking at them. <laughs> they sound like minions. <laughs> when you Google Jawa, yeah. the first autocomplete I love them. is face. People want to know. People want to know. People want to know. You're what not they allowed. Look like. Stop being disrespectful no, to Jawa it. culture. You got to um, listen. I understand it's a natural question, but you got to leave it alone. <laughs> you got to leave it alone. Maybe oh, if you were raised is... around more Jawas. Yeah, some what? of them are. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's bad. That's what the, it looks, wait, whoa, whoa, let me see. Is that the actor underneath it? Uh, I, I don't even know. It looks like it's what it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's the, that's what their costume looks like. Oh my yeah. God, no, yeah. this one's not good. What the heck? There's a lot of, yeah. We're going to have to tweet this out. It looks like a gopher with its eyes almost exploded. But hairless, like a hairless gopher. Uh, no, I, I'm not okay I just with suspect it. it's just children and midgets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're just little mummies. Yeah. Like uh, underneath there, they're just, oh my gosh, the Jawa. You know what? I'm going to date a Jawa. I'm going to find out. 
Is that what you're going to do? 2020. Yeah, I'm going to sneak Live the in. secret. Set your you're intention. You're going to find an actor who played a Jawa and then ask them. Oh, I was going to date a real Jawa. Oh, but... I see. Yeah, are not they some, only on... Not some Jawa impersonator. I'm sorry. Are they only on Tattoo? Danny's no, a classy lady. No, because they're She's going to date a real they're Jawa. Other, Jawas are... They're on other worlds. They are yeah, like in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Mandalorian, yeah, they're, right, they're right. not on Tatooine and they yeah. encounter Jawas. Yeah, that's my... Yeah. Oh, I love that episode of The Mandalorian yeah, so much. Yeah, it's a great too. episode. Oh, it's such so. a fun one. It's so good. It's so good. The egg. Bring us the egg. Yeah. And they just eat it. Yeah. Very cute. Are... Y'all ready to move on to Naboo? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is the planet I do not like. No. Why? Why? Could care less about Naboo. Mm. Get out of here. How yeah. dare. Why? Even though it has like the climate and temper- temperature that I probably would most appreciate. I don't know. I'm just something about it. I'm just like, man, screw this world. <laughs> so, you're gonna, so when you and see like, Naboo. And you can't you're... even go in, like, down in the water without enc- encountering a Gungan. Like, and I love the water. I'm like, I don't want to go in the water and then have some weird bootleg yeah bootleg gungan jamaican yeah. talking at me listen I'm just one trying to have that nicer... around when you come around here yeah. it's a me <laughs> listen there are a lot of ja, ja, binks. there are a lot of very good accents in the prequels in city. <laughs> very good accents that we're all totally fine with in the prequels <laughs> Um, I would have have appreciated actually if he talked more like that. Like if he was like, Pumaklat, don't be coming down into my city. Yeah, (laughs) don't be coming down to my city. We got to go through the planet, (laughs) Claw. I know. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to get back to Naboo capital. We got to go through the planet, (laughs) Claw. I know. know. Would would it be better or worse if it was this bastardized, you know, almost Jamaican, or if they were just straight up Jamaican? Would it be worse? What would be, yeah. I would have, straight up Jamaican would have actually pleased me. Yeah. I would have thought that was hilarious. Because, I mean, their Jamaican is as good as the Jamaican trolls do in World of Warcraft, (laughs) uh, which I think Blizzard just found out uh, does not hold up. I have, (laughs) I have. So few official comments about all this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, historically, the surface of Naboo is covered by dense swamps, rolling grass plains, seas, and verdant hills. It's very green compared to what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really, it's really pretty. It's yeah. really pretty, yeah. and I think that this is where we sort of see, um, in the prequels, where they were trying to show this era of decadence before everything goes really bad, this yeah. era of prosperity—it's yeah. a tropical oh, yeah. paradise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. That is like the interesting thing of the prequels. Is I think uh, what was cool about it is them kind of being like, "This is what used to be tight." Like, like yeah. this, this is these are the places that were wonderful before it was war torn. And I think that's the beauty of the prequels. I think that often gets slept on is they the idea of being like, "Okay, the original trilogy, you just see kind of everything in this war turn war torn lens. The war has been going on. It's 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 kind of shredded through this uh, this galaxy." What was it like when it was a little more peaceful? Yeah. And everything's excessive in some way, right? Coruscant is excessive in a very specific yeah. way. Um, Naboo is, is is excessive in a very specific way. When you look at Theed, which is the, the capital city of Naboo, which is where you see a lot of the stuff that happens in the prequels, it's just this gorgeous palatial Roman, right? Like decadent. Uh, yeah, it is very Roman. Like if if Rome was in pre-colonial jamaica yeah it's it's (laughs) it's very it's very imperial very imperial it's very colonial and colonialist it's um 
But also a fun thing about it is like so much of Star Wars is based around George and George's life and growing mm-hmm. up in Northern yeah. California. Yeah. And Theed, when you look at Theed, is the Palace of Fine Arts. Mm-hmm. Like in the Presidio. Oh, yeah. oh definitely. And you, I noticed that right away when we saw, actually I saw, when I saw the prequels originally, I was at a theater that was like down the street from the Palace of Fine Arts. And I think like half the theater was like, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> if you eat, if you eat in the Lucasfilm commissary and you yeah. look out the window, you see the biggest thing you see is the Palace of Fine Arts right out the window. Yeah. And you just know that it was like George and Doug Chang and like looking at that and being like, how do we make a whole city out of this? You know, yeah. just make this yeah. beautiful park. Because uh, George is really in love with the Presidio. Just like, how do I turn the Presidio into a planet? What would yeah. that look like? Yeah, it says also uh, some of the architecture of Naboo was inspired by the galp roofs of the Marin County Civic Center. Mm-hmm. That was done by Frank Lloyd Wright. N- Naboo and and Theed are very fun. They're also very fun um, battlefront. Yeah. Battle, yeah. Battlefront yeah. maps as well. Ooh, yeah. yeah. When the they release Fine Arts does have that big lake in front of it. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. Right. It's yeah. It's all coming also, together. This will be a perfect time to uh, alert you if you didn't know. Battlefront 2 just went through a huge overhaul and everyone's loving it. It's great. And the uh, Battlefield community is very salty about it. Yeah. Uh, because Battlefield 5, here's the thing. I've been playing Battlefield a long time. Uh, people who've played longer than this will always like, huh. but I've been playing since Bad Company. Uh, and people are like, oh, I've been playing since I shut up. Okay, <laughs> shut up. Just do me a favor. Shut up. Before Bad Company, Battlefield was a PC only game. I didn't own a PC till I was an adult because there's no way to get a Nigerian father <laughs> to buy you an expensive PC. So the first Battlefield I got an that email I played, from a Nigerian guy once oh, yeah. to get me to buy <laughs> an expensive PC for it. <laughs> oh, definitely uh, send them uh, all your bank information. Seems legit. Yeah, definitely legit. But like, Battle Bad Company was the first Battlefield that was on console, so it makes total sense. That that was my first one. Uh, looked at me anyway. Long story short, <laughs> every battlefield since I've played, everyone hates the current one and then thinks yeah. the one before it was the best. It happened from four. Everyone was like, "Oh, three was the best," and then one uh, one came out, and then that was really divisive because four is a modern warfare and one takes place during World War One. Right. Everyone was like, "Oh man, four, what was this?" And then five was was shaky because everyone thought they were gonna go back. Uh, and even when one came out, they're like, "Why is it about World War One? It should be World War Two. That one's fun, uh, you know." Nothing and, more fun than World War Two. Yeah, and then five is World War Two, and then people were like, oh, "One was so good," even though people like it's you just can't win. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, I, uh, the the community. There's lots of cool, dope people doing lots of fun things. It's a very fun game to play. But all the quote unquote historical accuracy dudes is like, "No, dude, you're trying to play a video game. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you to f off with that." If you want a historical accuracy, then you can watch a documentary. At the end of the day, it's a video game. And and I want to have people play as women soldiers if they want, Mm. period, point blank. And also, as many times I've brought up, every time I brought it on podcast, during World War II and one, women were fighting in infantry. So your historical accuracy is BS, no matter how hard you try, because you're not read up, because every documentary that's done is, uh, and I feel like this is Listen, man, I want to subscribe to your newsletter. Uh, I'm I'm ready for all of this information in my inbox Uh, Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Battlefield, Battlefront 2, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, war is never ending, and and, and come join the kid. And Great. we have to go to break. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we will be back talking more planets and Star Wars right after this. This is it. 
your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year, Las Culturistas, with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with... Dua Lipa! The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. And we're back. Something that I should note is that my sister-in-law's brother actually lives in Arco Santi, which is a... um, I think I'm saying that right. It's an experimental town. It's kind of has a lot of dome, like very interesting architecture. And apparently George Lucas visited the site in the 70s. And it was allegedly the model for the desert planet tattooing that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can go and get tours of it. It's like in the middle of nowhere in Arizona. Um, but he's like a mason and a chef. They have like different. The the townspeople has a different um, job. Ah. there um it's very fascinating mm-hmm. and has really interesting well i'll have to link pictures of it but has very arizona interesting like, is very and... tattooing like my brother yeah. lives in arizona also and it every time we and we drive there usually to go see him so like once you hit arizona you know you're in arizona yeah, yeah. so this is it if you want to see part oh of... wow yeah that's totally it i can see that yeah yeah you know if you go to um if you go to tunisia the tatooine is still standing like the set oh, the awesome. set is still out there that's awesome. Um, I would do that. And you can you can get a guide to take you out and just be like, take me to the Star War. Yeah. And they'll do <laughs> take it. Take me to the Star War. Take, take me to, me the, Star to the Star War. You remember that. Uh, well, remember I did want to. That 80s Eddie Murphy top 40 hit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did touch a little bit on the ice planet of Hoth. Just wanted to close that up. Um, <laughs> Didn't want to leave you all hanging on Hoth here. <laughs> Well, like you said, it has wampas and tauntauns and all those fun names. Yeah. It's a small, it's actually the sixth planet of a remote system of the same name. It's a small terrestrial planet blanketed by snow and ice. It has freezing climate. This is fast. It's too cold for intelligent life to develop. So what is the other life that's yeah. there? That's kind of rude. Dumb. Bunch of wampas. <laughs> Dumb old life. 
a um, bunch of idiotic wampas smacking stuff. So the original draft of The Empire Strikes Back written by Lee Brackett, is that correct? Yeah. Um, depicted an opening scene with Luke Skywalker on the ridge of an ice planet, though the name Hoth was given to the cloud planet at the time. We know that became Bespin. Uh, and the draft also depicted Hoth's wampas attacking the rebel base. So uh, th- it was filmed in Norway was yep. the location for Hoth on hard danger. <laughs> jo- I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sorry. It's so late. Hard danger. <laughs> Jokelin. Do you know this glacier? No, nailed it. No notes. <laughs> hard- I think that's I'm sorry, perfect. I'm going to try and say it. <laughs> hard danger. Jokelin. Glacier. Yeah. Norway. I think I could have sworn that like a a, a Norwegian Jimmy Stewart (laughs) was sitting right next to me. I have something to say. My friend friend Chris McKay is directing the new Chris Pratt film, Tomorrow War, and they filmed on a glacier in Iceland. um, Yokel Sarlon. Wild. Yeah. That's probably the big big one. Yokel Sarlon probably. It was just crazy. It was like on his Insta. And it was just like, I remember scrolling. I was in my warm bed and I just opened up his Insta and they were like filming on a glacier. I've been there. I've been to Yokel Sarlon. It's crazy. You can walk around up there. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with Star Wars. Okay. One other (laughs) thing about how, so the scenes were filmed in sub-zero temperatures, obviously. And so. Yeah, I've heard that. And they like, they would just like run out, film the scene and then run back until like. That reminds me of Into the Grey. Is that what, um, the one with, um. Liam, I've only ever seen. Star I think it is. Oh, yeah, the gray. The gray. Yeah, I think yeah, it's called yeah. just the gray. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. so free. Watching it, it was freezing, but also filming it, it was like the yeah. same thing that they yeah. would just like go right. out and film and then come back. Yeah, and it was, like everybody would run out like the, to their marks. Uh, the animated version into the gray verse. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Liam Neeson's the gray into the gray verse. <laughs> um, so that is ta- that is Hoth and Tatooine. Mm. Moving on to Kashyyyk. 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 Yes. Please tell Kashyyyk. people about Kashyyyk. I'd like to imagine if someone's listening to the podcast who um, earlier heard Klee talk about the name Kashyyyk and was like, oh, so that wasn't her real name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, some dude's like, that's why I never got a call back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dang. Oh. Well, also, they tried to call. They tried to call three two six three eight two seven. They called yeah. They called an Arby's somewhere in the middle yeah. of nowhere and asked for Kashyyyk. Which in Atlanta, <laughs> in the late nineties, was the number was one of the phone numbers that would get you to the administrative part of Fulton County Prison. So that's what they would get if you put in four zero four three two six. Dang, Kashyyyk got locked up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know her that well, but I think I'm gonna bail her out. Yeah, oh, we had a, we had a connection. Kashyyyk like is money. a freak, if you know what I mean. Okay, Jumping some money on the books for Kashyyyk. <laughs> oh, please, do. twenty dollars for Kashyyyk's commissary. Yeah, you know, yeah. let her get whatever she wants. As many yeah. Reese's cups. Yeah, Kashyyyk takes, takes Venmo at Clee underscore Wiggins. Wow, so, get it in there, get it in there. So people swing from yeah. vines and trees here, but. Yeah, this is the home world of the Wookiees. This is where yeah, the mighty yes. Chewbacca is the from. The mighty Chewbacca and his his wife Lobaka and mm-hmm. his <laughs> child Itchy. Yeah. Itchybaka. I, I forgot his kid's name, but yeah. Um, or Lobaka was his nephew. Lobaka actually ends up joining the Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. And- uh, yeah, Kashyyyk is Kashyyyk is really interesting because when you see Chewbacca. You think of Chewbacca as firing a bowcaster and screaming and hitting yeah. things. And so one of the cool things about when you when you finally find out what Kashyyyk is like, 
Kashyyyk is just like this really peaceful, slow moving, like yeah. forest planet. The first time we see Kashyyyk, the Star Wars holiday special. Mm-hmm. And they're all just they're all just chilling and in their weird tree houses with chilling, 70s furnishings. Waiting for life day to come around. Um, but it's <laughs> they the trees grow up to something like they 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 live for like 50,000 years, I think. And then they grow up to like 400, 500 meters tall. Like they're yeah, huge. They're very big trees. And so way. they they basically live entirely in the trees. I love I love a forest planet. Yeah. You know, and I love a fancy treehouse. Love a fancy treehouse. I want like there's like a bunch of treehouses. I watch a lot of HGTV, and they have like these places where you can like rent a treehouse to stay in for mm-hmm. like a weekend. And if I could ever talk Ed into it, I would 100% do it. But he'll never do it. <laughs> I might have to take somebody else. Um, one of my favorite things there is a uh, there is you, you see it in Jedi Fallen Order, the video game that just came out. But there's the origin tree. Which mm. is this giant tree at the center of Kashyyyk, which I really love because yeah. I'm also a Zelda fan, and so it's like a Deku uh, tree to me, yeah, uh, or like a Miyazaki thing where it's like that's the tree in the center of the forest where Totoro sleeps, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of neat to see uh, Chewbacca just comes from this place where it's like, oh, we we work with and kind of live in harmony with nature, and we're real chill, and we live yeah. these long, slow lives, and we just kind of want to be left alone, um, and. Then sort of in the story of Star Wars, the the Wookiees are sort of enslaved mm-hmm. uh, and Kashyyyk is taken over yeah. and they're not allowed to kind of live that life. Yeah. Some facts about Kashyyyk. It is it was a worshiper tree covered forest planet located in the southwestern quadrant of the galaxy and the homeworld of the Wookiee species. As Yay. we just said, it was a member of the Galactic Republic and after the Clone Wars endured enslavement under the Galactic Empire. The planet was classified by the Empire as G5-623. Sure. In the following years, follow in the years. Following, I would have given it a six two four, but that's fine. Yeah, six two four. I mean, six two five five. In the years following the invasion of Naboo, the rogue Jedi Count Dooku fomented political turmoil on the planet. Due to its status as a major navigational point, Kashyyyk was of prime strategic importance to the Galactic Republic, which led the Confederacy of Independent Systems to attack the planet toward the end of the Clone War. And led to one of the best Star Wars memes on the internet, which is, <laughs> what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about isms? Kashyyyk <laughs> <gasps> is Thailand and China. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go to Thailand. Fuck it in Thailand and Gulen in China, where the location scouted for Revenge of the Sith to capture the plate photography for Kashyyyk backdrop. Yeah, yeah. It's it's another one of those ones where it's just yeah. there's some that you see and you're just like I want to live there yeah, I could go live a, there. Yeah, and this is a piece of information I already knew that Kashyyyk was originally supposed to be where the second Death Star was being built around, yeah, yeah. and then they changed it to the Wookiees. I mean, to the Ewoks because I don't know teddy bears or something. Well, speaking <laughs> of them, let's talk about Endor. Sure, Endor. Yeah. Endor is interesting because the we, land of the teddies. Yeah, and we, it's basically just George Lucas's backyard. We basically only know Endor. <laughs> For its moons, yeah, right. So like the, the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, that's where that's where you're. It should be called like good Endor teddy bears Minor are from. Endor Major. So Why cute. Is it just Endor? Oh God, love an Ewok. Love an Ewok so much. Yeah, um, I remember. Yeah. I remember seeing the movies, and I had a cousin who was like, you know, almost ten years older than me, and so he was like the cool older cousin. Yeah, and he hated the Ewoks. Well, that's what Ewoks I was going to say. Cool. Ewoks were is are a huge point of contention in the Star Wars yeah. universe. It depends on and what I, you were when you. And saw I saw them for the first time. Totally remember people being like, "Oh, y'all like Baby Yoda, but not an Ewok." And I beg you, 
to take another look at an Ewok. Those things are ugly uh, as hell. Especially uh, the Ewoks yeah, at the end of Rise yeah, of Skywalker. They yeah. show them, and I'm just like, what is going on so, on Endor? So, <laughs> so don't ever in your life. toxic Don't ever in your life compare Baby Yoda to these things. Well, it's like when you watch Solo, right? And they go and they free the Wookiees, and you, and you go, oh. Chewbacca's a really good-looking Wookiee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Chewbacca's Like, handsome. Chewbacca's a very attractive Wookiee. Mm-hmm. He's Wicked. like the John Hamm of the yeah. Wookiees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca's in that attractiveness bubble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody, I all the Wookiees. Trousers. Oh, no, Baby Yoda could 100% have come out ugly. Like, just squished, more face yeah. squished, more wrinkled. I'm sure that there's... There's a meme going I around mean, Baby Yoda with humans-colored skin. Yes, right. terrifying. Unfortunate. Also, Yaddle was not Yaddle. a Yoda, so... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. was yikes. <laughs> wow. Hey, wow. don't you disrespect a member of the Jedi Council? <laughs> Those feet. Honorable Master uh, Yaddle, how dare you? Yaddle's like talons. Legs. Yeah, oh. talons. Oh. Yeah, get a wow. Get a mani pedi. Wow. Please. <laughs> like, like I was. I would uh, rather she, go with hey, the hot. Gremlin she's a high-ranking then. member of the Jedi Council. No, she right. doesn't need to fit into your you're preconceived right. notions of beauty. Right. How uh, the dare hot you? Gremlin does so. The hot yeah. gre- okay, the hot gremlin is hot. Yeah, <laughs> listen, we can all agree the hot gremlin is hot. Yeah. yeah hot um, <laughs> scenes set on Endor were filmed on a private logging company land that was shortly thereafter clear cut. <laughs> okay. Yep. Near the town of Smith River, California, mm-hmm. and the speeder chase scene was filmed at the Chetham. Am I saying that right? Killing it. Chetham. Chetham. <laughs> Chetham Grove section of Grizzly Creek Redwood State Park. Mm-hmm. See, teddy bears would yeah. live there. Yeah. And it's essentially like the, both of those places are probably, I think, about an hour's drive from the, the Lucas, Redwood from Lucas Ranch. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all it's so funny how much it's super close. Northern California just figures into all of it. So when you Northern see because like that part of Northern California is very forest mm-hmm. forest like I, I remember as a kid watching the behind the scenes where they are where they're walking the steady cam and they're mm-hmm. taking the photos. You know, they have the they have the film camera set up to take a photo once a second yeah. as they walk through wow. the forest. So it would look like yeah. everything was going by so quickly. And I remember going, where do you even find it? I grew up on the East Coast in New York and I was just like, where do you find something yeah. like that? Whereas like I saw that same documentary, I was like, I know where that is. <laughs> that looks vaguely familiar. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Endor also, one of the other moons of Endor uh, that just became sort of a prominent thing is Kefbir, which is in The Rise of Skywalker. It's where uh, it's where Janna yeah. is from. It's where... Uh, it's where Kylo and Ray have their water yeah. fight. Yeah. Um, which I love. I love that water fight. Adam Driver's energy, man. Adam Driver's energy throughout that whole movie is so great. But in that fight, it's wow. wonderful because everything about it is like, we're either going to have sex or we're going to kill each other right now. Mm. It could be one of the two. Yeah. I'm happy with either. Which one do you want to do? I'm fine. It's your choice. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to do one of them. And I'm equally good with both because I'm a terrible person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kef Beer is the moon where the. Death Star winds up falling after they destroy it. Yeah. Which I think is, it's not made super clear in the movie, and I wish it had been made a little more clear. I got, I picked it up. You knew it had to be close. Yeah. You know what I mean? You knew it had to be close to the the forest moon of Endor, because how else would it have landed there? But yeah. Yeah. Something worth noting is that on Endor, there are 30 million Ewoks. Mm-hmm. That's why they're and, and they're all hiding in the trees, ready to eat people's skulls. Yeah. And cannibalistic. Yeah. Yeah. So that is Endor. Endor. <laughs> uh, Great. And then we have left. Well, we have several planets, yeah. hundreds of planets, to be yeah. honest. But we narrowed it down to the ones that are near and dear to our heart. But please, listener, let us know the ones that you love 
and have yeah. a personal connection to. But the final one is Dagobah. Yeah. Where, uh, where Master Yoda lives with his cool roommate, the Snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Yoda and that stick. Yoda and that snack share an apartment. Yeah. And Yoda pays most of the rent. Yurt. Yeah, the snack never refills the bread. No. The snack like, I don't have any the, arms, bro. But the snack labels all his food. Yeah. <laughs> you know the snack labels oh, yeah. all his food. Don't be eating my crickets. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Yeah, Dagobah, a swamp planet. That's where Luke goes to find Master Yoda, who is living in exile after the events of the prequels. Decides, hey man, that was not it great. It makes me wonder if his home planet is similar to Dagobah. Swampy? That he would, fit, that he would pick it. We're going to find out. Oh, I hope so. Also, they keep teasing that they know, like Gina and Taika and everybody keep, like, we oh, know his name. real name. Yeah. We know his real name. Like, no, we know. It's still going to call him Baby Yoda. We know his name. We know, we still call him Mando. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's Mando. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that confusing t- just because I'm super into the Mandalorians. So actually, when they call him Mando, I'm like, I always have to like remember. Okay, this story is just about this one guy. That's like calling somebody person. Yeah. Hey person. <laughs> hey, hey person. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I guess. Human. Uh, but <laughs> do, no, I was. Do you wait? Wink. Do you know his name? I was interviewing you work with Star Wars. I was yeah. interviewing Bob Iger. Tell us what you last know. month. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Bob tried to tell me the name like three times. Ooh. Because he's he'll do what he wants. He's Bob Iger. Yeah, he's right. like, he's like oh, yeah, I know the name. And he was he was about to say it three times. I don't think it was like he he was like, I'm going to tell you, Anthony, the name. Mm-hmm. I think he's just he has so many conversations with so many different people that yeah. it was like, uh, yeah. And then we were talking and you could tell he was about to say the name. And then somebody from PR was like, Bob, <laughs> we Stop don't know. Is, is Bob Iger the Tom Holland of CEO? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. He told me he's like, no, he's like, I call. He's like, I've been calling the child Baby Yoda in interviews. And he's like, and every time I call the child Baby Yoda, I get an email from John or from Dave. (laughs) It's just like, you did it again. Don't do that. It's not a Yoda. (laughs) Well, look, give it a name then. Give it a reply regarding last email. The name is the child. Nobody nobody knows what it is. It's the child. Name the race, Mm. you cowards. But nobody knows because they're so rare. That's the whole thing. They they don't have a name to give it uh, because it's so... I want to know how... Was he... Came from an egg? I want to know... Egg. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know. Was Bring that his brother? Egg. That was like his brother yeah. in the egg. We require the egg. Um, oh god, that thing just looked like a nice Cadbury. I did. Um, it was so. Oh, when they were dipping their little mm-hmm. Jawa hands into it, I yeah. was like, I could dip my hand into that egg. Yeah, yeah. yeah even um, I watched that. that, that really episode. good. What that day like? <laughs> when I was up in San Francisco with my cousins' sons, they're six and four, and they both like on that scene were like Easter. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> they were like Easter. <laughs> You gotta suck up all those juice. His name better start with a Y. Look, y- Yoda, yeah. Yaddle, <laughs> Yo-Yo. Mm-hmm. Don't play with my Yo-Yo. Yonsi, God. All right, it's getting late. Uh, <laughs> where can people find y'all? Uh, so let's start with Clee. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Clee Wiggins, mm. um, and you can find me on Instagram at Clee Wiggins SF. Because somebody took Clee Wiggins. Ooh. I hear you. Ask, ask Danny and, and whoever that. you are, if you're Danny listening, Fernandez. coward, yeah. give it back. Yeah. Give like, it you're back, You're not going to do anything with it. I'm not, I have no power. Nobody's going to follow you because you took that name. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm Clee Wiggins on uh, the Twitter and Clee Wiggins SF on Instagram. Most of my Instagram is just pictures of the food I feed to Ed. 
<laughs> or at eating food that I bought for him. <laughs> Love it. Anthony? Yeah. Uh, I'm on all the things as a Carboni, except for Twitch, where I'm at Anthony Carboni. And yeah. I don't know why. There's nobody camping on it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Twitch, hit me up. Why can't I be at a Carboni? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm at a Carboni on everything. And then uh, the Star Wars show you can watch on StarWars.com and the Star Wars YouTube channel. We're on uh, we're on winter break right now, but we'll be coming back soon. Yeah. Uh, and you know me, if you whitey way on Twitter and Instagram, if D's on Twitch, the Discord is discord.gg slash salt squad, where we talk about nerdificent and a lot of things. I got to say today, the fitness, uh, the fitness section of the Discord was popping uh, and we, 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 we in there. We all getting swole in 2020, everyone in the salt squad. I was very proud of everyone really talking about their lifts and we were talking about supplements uh, so all that. Um, and of course, tpublic.com uh, forward slash nerdificent to get them teas. I'm going I'm to cook up some designs to throw up there. I don't think I think it's been a while since we threw up a design and I, I, know, I got ideas. Yeah. Or hire our friends. Yeah. Get them in there. Uh, I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez because somebody else has the other ones. <laughs> actually tried to buy it from him and he blocked me. <laughs> I offered him adult money, like real, not monopoly Which, money. Adult money can only be spent on porn and cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. That's adult money. You're, like, you're breaking the rules. <laughs> I offered him real cold, hard cash. Uh, I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez on all the things. M-S-D-A-N-I-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. We will tweet out these pictures of these planets and things and weirdness. And um, I don't know. Let us know what you think Baby Yoda's name is. I told you what Gillian. I think it is. What did you say? I told you it was Steven Yodberg. No, I hate you. Okay, we're out. Uh, as we always say, <laughs> stay, stay nerdy. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year Las Culturistas with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with Dua Lipa. The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening.